says, a very present help from trouble. He's very much there. He's very present with me right there in trouble. God, our very present help from trouble. And that may be something that you need to just like that. This is happening. Everything is going down on me. The life is sitting down on me. Pressure is down upon me. Stress is building upon me. Everywhere I go, it's one thing after the other. I just don't know what to do. And then on top of that, things like shaking, 
earthquaking. You saw things like earth being moved, mountains being moved, seas roaring and foaming. And we get this picture of an apocalyptic end-time scenario. That's at least how I look at that here. And I think it's a good picture of what may happen at the end time. And let me tell you something. Uh, my blessed hope is that we don't see the wrath of God. We're going to see a lot of things, but we're not going to see the wrath. I believe with all of my heart that if you are a true child of God, truly born again, truly saved, and we don't see the wrath, we see the world's wrath, we see the devil's wrath, we see the wrath of the dragon, we see the temptations, the persecution, we see those things. But if we will endure to the end, when it's time for God to pour his wrath out, he's going to take us out first. That's my belief. And that's how I hold on to that. And not everyone agrees with that, and that's a-okay with that. It doesn't change the fact whether we're saved or not, whether we agree with that or not. Uh, but I am a free wrath individual in that. Uh, throughout Psalm 46, though, we get the picture of tumultuous events. And we get the picture of great and terrible and evil things happening to Israel and to believers. In fact, I believe we can pull it over to the individual believers today. If you live in the year 2023, you're already beginning to know it's hard to be an active Christian. Somebody say amen. It's getting harder and harder and harder to witness. It's getting harder and harder and harder to share your faith. Why? Because today's person you share your faith with is no longer your average person listening to the gospel. Now, you say, wait a minute, Pastor, explain it to me. I want to do that in just a second. Now, the, the majority of people you share the gospel with today is no longer someone who hasn't heard the gospel before. It's no longer somebody who doesn't know anything about religion. It's somebody who already has a pre-set belief that all religion is evil. That is the majority of people you speak with today. They think churches are bad. They think preachers are bad. They think Christians are bad. They think we're all hypocrites, don't they? And then on top of that, you start sharing with them, and the first thing out of their mouth was, I said that prayer when I was 9, 11, 13, 27, 33, 95, and so I must already be saved. And so you're speaking with them about salvation and a relationship with God. It's not a prayer, but a personal relationship with them. And they say, well, I have a relationship with God. I tell them no every day. Are you, are you following me tonight? Throughout Psalm 46, you're going to read those tumultuous events, words, and phrases. And let's check some of them out there, shall we? Therefore, we will not fear, says our psalmist, even though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. Now, when I read this for the first time as a young Christian, the first thing that popped in my mind was Jesus saying, if you've got enough faith, you can tell this mountain be picked up and be thrown into the sea and it will be done for you. I can't tell you, listen to me now for just a second, I can't tell you how many times as a young Christian, I pray God move that mountain. And I'd love to tell you, God physically picked up a mountain and moved it for me. He didn't. What God did do was pick me up and move me over the mountain I needed to get over. And usually that mountain is called Mount Joshua. True. Usually, I just didn't know what it was. And I didn't know that it was a problem. I have found it in my prayer life throughout the years. It's prayer. When I pray for God to change somebody, God doesn't change them. He ends up changing me. What should we pray for? Here the psalmist says, though we will not fear, even though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. He's beginning to tell us right now, I will not be afraid no matter what happens on this earth, no matter what happens around me. So let's take a look at a few things that we can learn from that right there. Next slide, please. When you think of the earth being removed, what comes to mind? what popped in my mind, the earth was disappearing in the snap. 
just blowing up, right? You ever seen the movie Star Wars? And Darth Vader shows up in his big spaceship. I forgot what he calls it, but he can shoot one laser, and the whole planet blows up, right? Just a matter of seconds, it blew away. Gone like it never existed. And so as we look at the psalmist there, he says, it does not matter if the earth were to be removed out from under me. I know that God is a very present help in trouble. Are you hearing me this evening? It doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter how bad it is. It doesn't matter how hard it is. It doesn't matter how horrible it looks outside in the world. If God is with us, who can be against us? Amen. If God is for us, then there's nothing this world can throw against us. You understand? Our hope is in God, not in this world. In fact, while we're at it, some of us need to remember that this world is not our home. We no longer are, have residence here. Our residence is now up in heaven. And that's what we're working for, what we're longing for, what we're dreaming for as Christians. And we should be longing for it and looking up for our redemption. When we think about the earth being removed, a lot of times we think about the worst thing that ever happened to earth. I like to think of that nuclear war happening. I like to think of that apocalyptic-style earthquake. Uh, remember the big one that coming out of Yellowstone, right, where the big volcano erupts and the big geyser comes and all the hot lava comes out and the world changes, right? You remember those things we talked about? Back just to get off on a rabbit trail for just a second. Uh, when I was young, we talked about all kinds of things. We used to scare the socks off of me as a kid. I can't tell you how many times they told me, in 10 years, we'll have a hole in the ozone the size of Alaska. We'll have acid rain that'll kill you the moment you go outside. I don't know about you, but we are praying for rain right now. You remember that? It said there'll be another ice age. It said, well, it's going to get too hot and burn everybody up. Though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, 
I love to think of that big mountain here. We've got a picture here. Uh, you may not be able to break it out, but that's actually a mountain falling into the water. And the tsunami just comes up around. It's a big wave that you can imagine what would it be like if Mount Everest was picked up from the ocean. What would happen? Where would the waters go? The psalmist said, waters coming up over the land. Me having nowhere to go doesn't scare me anymore. Have you seen out there on Facebook? Well, I don't know where it's all at. But it may be uh, TikTok, maybe I don't know which one I saw that on Facebook. Did you see that Christian lady? And underneath her pops up a sign that says, The only sound is the river of Now all of a sudden, the machine guns start going off around the room when you look out the window. Cop sirens start going off. Alarms start going off. And I've said, Looking up and around. That's what we're waiting for. Even though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, even though this world starts falling away around us, even though evil starts getting praised as being good and good starts being banished as evil, we can still trust in God. He is a very real, present help. Isaiah 54 10, for the mountains shall depart. And the hills be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from you. Nor shall my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord, who has mercy on you. He is his very real present help in our trouble. Here is God speaking to the prophet Isaiah. I will not leave you. I will not depart my goodness from you. I will not take my kindness from you. I won't take my peace from you, says the Lord, who has mercy on you. Look again, Revelation 6, 14. In the sky will see it as a scroll when it is rolled up and every mountain and island is moved out of its place. It's going to happen. We don't have to be afraid. What we have to do is trust in God's Word. Is that where you're at now? Have you let go of God's Word and said, I need to grab a hold of something and you're falling and you're falling and you're slipping and you're sliding and there's nothing solid to hold on to? I want you to know there is something you can grab onto. It's a ladder. It's a handle. It's a solid rock. God's Word, when you stand upon it, you shall not be moved. And if you obey it a part of your life, then you'll be like a tree planted by the living water. You will not be moved. Take a look at the next slide. God is my refuge and strength. We need to remember that. Mountains crumble around us. Earth starts fading away. Mountains get thrown into the ocean. You know what? God is still our refuge. Next one, please. Those waters Though the waters be so wild up, they begin to fall. Though the mountains shake with a swelling earthquake, the mountains crumble into a tunnel of water. Not one rock broken. Though these things happen around me, the psalmist says, God is my help. God is my present very present. I don't know about you, but I could not help but get a picture of what's going on here. Scary, isn't it? Some of you like, it ain't scary to me. I ain't there, please. <laughs> oh, my goodness. When you take a look at how powerful that looks from outside of the face, that baby looks like that's awesome. Yeah, I'll give you this one of our smaller ones, even though it works out of 24. When it made landfall, it's still 
coach of the Syrian team. Could you imagine seeing that fight? Like, you've been to the You don't know what I'm talking about. The water seemed to come up and move after the seabed. The song says, Though the waters roar and they be troubled, God is my helper. He is my refuge, my strength, a very present help in trouble. God is.
And a lot of times you think, well, it's not near as bad as it was in those days. That little red dot in the middle is Israel. And everything in green is raging against Israel. Every single one. Every single one of them is anti-Jew, anti-Hebrew, anti-Jew. Every single one of them say, I would rather the Jews not be Jewish. Every one of those embrace a religion that says a religion of peace, but it's not a religion of peace, it's a religion of war called Islam. And the prayer call to Islam straight up calls out, Oh, you Jews, go and hide behind a tree. And the trees themselves will call out to us and say, There's a Jew hiding behind me, come and kill him. The nation raged against Government. It has today's school system. It would have lies and media. It would have Satanism. It has witchcraft. It would have every false religion that's out there. It has drugs. It has television. It has anything that takes you away from God Almighty. And they rage against us and they fight to get your children out of church. Let me take another look. Think about this for a second. There is less than one percent chance that this or professional comedian on TV, but there is a 100% chance they will stand in front of Jesus Christ, quit taking them for those lessons, bring them to church. Somebody say amen. And they can pray. The psalmist said, God's our refuge, our strength, the very presence of the trouble. He knows what he's talking about. Take a look at the next one. I'm running out of time. God is my refuge and strength. Psalm 91 2. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. He is a strong tower. You know what they say in the Psalm? Have it, you need to learn it. For the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it, they are safe. In the name of the Lord is my strong tower. God is my refuge and strength. No matter what the world says, no matter how the nation lives, Find as the revelation opens, the Lord changed the matter. It wasn't quite so in waking Christianity, he said it in some offended. They began saying, The name of Jesus is that Lord. They began saying, If you will say that Jesus is Lord and not Jesus is Lord, Jesus, 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 
is my refuge, my focus, my God, and Him will I trust. And when I think of nations raging, and I think of the situation, kingdoms falling, as the verse 6 tells us in Psalm 46, kingdoms are moved. You understand? He's saying that the world becomes unstable because one government gets moved, another government gets moved, or one empire is getting moved, and one realm and one people is being destroyed and uprooted and moved, and they no longer exist, and the world's so unstable. But the psalmist says, it doesn't matter. Our God is a refuge and a very real presence.
Psalm 46. That's what this is. Psalm 41 and Psalm 46. You know what it is. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the nations. Uh, you love to say, don't you stand there and do something. In fact, that's our society nowadays. Don't you stand there and do something. You put out a movie and the first thing turns it out. Don't you stand there and do something. You're not a good leader. Don't you stand there and do something. The Bible says, don't you do something. Stand there. Be still and know that I am God. Listen, son of God. Listen. Today's scripture. Is this God's word? I'm telling you something. You don't have to touch it and do it tomorrow, please. God can do it better than you ever thought. Be still and know that I am God. In fact, I thought you thought about that. Many times. God speak to me. God speak to me. Now one day, how come I'm not here? Finally, the man that was my father in his church, I was there all these days. He still knows. Sometimes we spend a lot of time praying that God speak to me. And I want you to know something. He's already spoken. of apparent chaos. The Lord takes the The God of Jacob is our stronghold. He makes war for peace. He breaks the bow and cuts the steering tree. Now that's the truth. Psalm 46. He burns the chariot with fire. That's the second night. No wonder the Lord gave the command that he still knows that he is here. The Lord is in control. So far, so good to start. He's in this way. Hold it up. Learn how to relax. I want you to do something. You know what? You need to do something too. You know what we need to do? Be still. No. Instead of saying, God, speak to me. I demand you speak to me. Listen to his word. He's already spoken. He's given us commands. He's given us what we need to do. Psalm 4, maybe that word. It doesn't matter what happens in this world. The very earth can fall away. Mountains can be moved.
you are the present help in our time. Thank you, Lord God, for your trust. And I pray, Lord God, for you that this night you give you a chance to give you more music and see the Lord you have in my hand, Lord God. And I pray tonight you will not feel your tender loving lips in all of But tonight, Father God, be the one who Closing that word of prayer, and I hope to see you guys Sunday morning. Come prepared, bring your off preaching, and give them up to you. Let's see what God does. Father, thank you so much for your word. And I ask Lord, you to take us all by the hand and be part of your house tonight. And you keep the faith, Lord, to go about our business, so much faith in that to be in the house of worship. And I pray, Lord, God, that you would be grateful. We all have opportunities to go to the gospel. Everybody in the 